Welcome to the Lesbian Review Podcast. I'm Sheena and I'm joined today by the fantastic Robin Alexander, author of over two dozen books. That is a whole lot of books. Thank you for joining me today, Robin. Oh, thank you for having me. So your latest book is Killen's Moment. Tell me about that. I've been hooked on British television <laughs> and I was watching uh, Midsummer Murders and there was a episode about two families that have had a, a war between them for decades or generations rather. And that's kind of where I got the idea. It's kind of like the Hatfields and the McCoys lesbian style. Nice. And how's that doing in the, the sales department? It's done very well. It's done very well. I've been very happy with with the with the sales that I've gotten on it. Fantastic. I'm very happy to hear that because you deserve lots and lots of sales. You are our book club read for in June. So we're doing just jury and people are falling over themselves in love with the book and the audiobook. Oh, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. I'm so happy to hear that. Talking about Just Jury, I know that a lot of people find that that's their favorite, but what do you find is your most popular book? Uh, I think Just Jory is actually my most popular book. You wrote that quite a while ago, though. I did. And the funny thing about it, I wrote it, and when I got ready to release it, I was just having heart palpitations because I thought, you know, this could flop. This could, they're not going to get the humor. They might, I might have missed the mark. Um, and I was just, it made me so nervous. I released it, and then I went on a cruise, and I couldn't monitor the sales. And the whole time I was gone, I was just very nervous about it. And when I came home and saw what it had done, I was stunned. And it skyrocketed so fast, it just surpassed anything else I'd ever done. To date, it, it's still my bestseller. That's amazing, though. There's just something about it that's just captures, captured the audience, hey? I guess so. I guess so. And I just, I'm thrilled. <laughs> Did you find that when it came out in audiobook that your sales peaked again? They did. They did. And um, I, I saw a lot of reviews about uh, Lisa Cordelion. I hope I'm pronouncing her name right. She just, she's got a great voice, great talent, and um, uh, she did a fantastic job. Oh, she absolutely did. And Karen Wolfer, who produced it, is really into the quality of the production. So I think that helped as well. She is. I adore Karen. Uh, I absolutely, we met a long time ago when she was first starting to get into audiobooks and, and we got to talk extensively and uh, she's just, she's a great person. She's a great person and she's very passionate about what she does. Okay. So how have people reacted to your other audiobooks? Uh, quite well, quite well. I don't have a whole lot out yet, but I hope that will change soon. <laughs> But they've done, they've reacted quite well. Uh, still, just Jory just beats everything else hands down. Do you have any plans in the pipeline for, for more audio books? I, I would love to get uh, the majority of my library into audio. It's just a, a, it's a, it's a very time intensive process. So you know, it's slow going. <laughs> Absolutely. Especially if you're doing everything. Uh, as opposed to just handing over the reins to like a company or something. Karen, uh, Karen Wolfer, she does my audiobooks. She takes care of everything and she's just one woman. She's got a, a small company. You know, I could go to hire someone else or try to go to the, I guess through Audible and get things done faster, but she's a small company 
she's working hard for what she does, and I would just prefer however long it takes Karen is going to be fine with me. In other words, it just I would prefer to stay with her. The quality and, and just her dedication is uh, more important to me. I get that, and I admire that. So I think that's fantastic. And actually, that's one of the things that I really love and appreciate about the lesfic sector. Because it's such a small sector, there's a lot of personal connections and a lot of bonds and relationships that I don't think you get in, in the mainstream sector, really. Yes. yeah, it, It's a business. I mean, we can't deny it is a business. Uh, but at the same time, you're right. There are bonds and loyalties, and and we stick together. Okay, so what do you love most about writing? The thrill of writing for me is to open up that blank screen and just turn my imagination loose. That is just, I don't write by an outline. I don't know how the story is going to end when I start. It's just sitting down at the keyboard with just maybe a, a very vague idea and just letting my turning my imagination loose. That is just, when I'm writing, I am experiencing the story kind of like someone who, who's reading it. It just kind of unfolds for me as I write it. So it, it, it's, a, it's an adventure in my imagination, I suppose. How long does it take you to write a book? Uh, times vary. Um, I wrote Just Jory, I think, in less than a month because I was so just locked in on it. I could see it in my mind. I would, uh, I'd lay down to go to sleep at night and <laughs> write notes because it just kept popping in my mind and I couldn't go to sleep. So that one came very fast. Uh, there are other times that my brain is just not online. And, you know, it could take months to to write a book. So it just, it varies. Because, I mean, a month is like really short for, for a non-plotted out writing stint. Even even like three or four months is quite short for, for a... Because, when I talk to authors, they will plot for like three months before they sit down and write, and then and then they'll take another three months to write that story. So you're a fast writer. I have to do it quickly. My inten- my attention span is um, it's zero. <laughs> it just my mind just wanders. I get into all kind of different things when I'm writing. I think of a billion different other story ideas while I'm writing something. So I have to force myself to write fast because if I if I let something sit for too long, I just totally lose interest in in that idea and and then I'll never get anything done. So I really just to produce, I have to have to do it quickly. Just have to purge everything in my head when at that moment. Okay, that makes sense. What do you hate most about writing? When I write, it's just, like I said, it's just an adventure in my imagination, and I'm just purging the story that I see unfolding in my mind like a movie. And after that's done, going back and cleaning everything up. I'm so intent on what I'm doing that I use words out of context. Um, Deer. (laughs) Instead of, oh, you're such a deer, it's D-E-E-R. My fingers and my brain just short circuit sometimes. And it's going back and finding all of that where I messed up. Uh, names are just the bane of my existence. It is just first deciding on what to name a character. And then I'll use the wrong names for the characters. I'll, it just It's so annoying. But these are mistakes I commonly make. And going back and cleaning all of that up is just, that's the part I hate. But that's where the real work is. 
Okay. And I take it you work with a good editor? I do. I have a couple, a couple of editors. My primary is Tara Young. She has edited all of my books with the exception of the very first. She knows how my brain works. <laughs> We've worked for so long together, she'll catch me if I've used phrasing and other books. Uh, she just, I would never want to have to work without her. You develop a shorthand. Yes. Yes. It's a good way of putting it. Who are your favorite lesbian authors? I'm always hesitant to say because there are just so many and I don't want to leave anyone out and hurt any feelings. I don't get to read very much anymore. Um, my writing schedule is so tight and I'm constantly pushing myself to, to write. So I don't get to sit down and enjoy a good book like I used to. So I, I'm going to be mentioning older books if, when I say this. Um, Karen Williams, uh, she writes for Bella Books. Uh, she has two okay. books that I absolutely love, Nightshade, Nightshade and Love Spell. They're just, when I read, I like something that's kind of left of center, just kind of different. And those were, and I really enjoyed those. I love Blaine Cooper. I love her humor. Cobb Island will always be one of my favorites. I love the, the, two, the two stories intertwined, the current day and in the past. And Mavis Applewater's Whispering Pines is another favorite uh, for the same reason, and it's kind of got a ghostly aspect, and I, I like spooky things. <laughs> so, um, it's so hard to say that I have a, a favorite author, because there are just, I mean, you can see the books, I don't know if you can see the books behind me, but there's just a ton of them back there. I just There's just so many that I enjoy. That's fantastic. None of those books have ever been recommended on my show before, so I'm glad you mentioned them. I'll put uh, links to the books in the show notes for anybody who's interested. Great. So you write predominantly romantic comedy type novels, but then you went and wrote Devil in Disguise, which is a fantastic thriller. And I just, I gobbled it up in like a day. I was so excited about this book. It was actually recommended to me by one of uh, people in my book club when I was looking for something a little darker because I can read romance, but there's, I get to a level where I want something that shakes it up a little bit. Yes, I get that. <laughs> so tell me about this book. That is one of my older, much older books. I wanted to write something, uh, kind of a mysterious thriller type thing. When I sat down to do that, I tried to think for my villain, everything that makes me uncomfortable. Someone who is, is invades your personal space, that is willing to invade your life, and that, that creeps me out. That personality really creeps me out. So I focused on that when I started to write it. And then the rest of it just kind of filled out. Lately, uh, most, the majority of what I've been doing is romantic comedies. Uh, because honestly, I just want to laugh. <laughs> the news is just so depressing and disconcerting. And so romantic comedies for me are just an escape. I, a lot of the, the background or the stories of the world that these people live in is kind of like what I've, I would like to see just everybody accepting everybody and acknowledging that differences are good and that we don't all have to be the same or think the same. That's what I've been, why I've been so drawn into romantic comedies lately. It's an escape. <laughs> mm. They sell better too though, don't they? Oh, absolutely. I think everybody else wants to laugh too. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. Well, that was a really short interview. So tell me more stuff about you. <laughs> okay. Open-ended. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, what? 
do I want y'all to know about me? Let me think. <laughs> um, well, I'm insane. Uh, <laughs> that, that was a joke. That's seriously a joke. What, what's something that people would find most surprising about you? That I'm actually quite shy. I'm actually, uh, I think when I've gone to like the GCLS conferences and things, I, I think that most people would think that I'm kind of standoffish or maybe snobbish. It's, um, small talk is kind of, uh, it's awkward for me. I just, it just doesn't come naturally. And, um, so if I know people, I'm very talkative. Uh, but if I don't know you that very well, I'm going to be kind of quiet and just observe you. And I think that's where people tend to think that I might be a little snobbish. It's just because I'm, my mind is racing like, what, what do I say? You know? So, um, yeah, people may find that kind of surprising. Okay. What's in the works now? What are you busy writing? I have one in production right now. It's called Temporary Girl. Um, it's, uh, my two main characters, they meet, um, at a wedding. It's, uh, prior to the wedding, there's like a week long party for the, the wedding party. And, um, so these two women meet, um, one of them is, uh, at the point in her life where she's just ready to find the right one. Um, and the other character, Jody, is, uh, She's the temporary girl. She uh, has an issue with commitment, mainly just because she's afraid. She's got a, kind of a weird history. And um, and so these two meet at this party. And, um, and it just kind of, I don't want to give too much away, but it just kind of goes from there. And, uh, well, they work out. They work things out, just like all of my books do. Eventually, <laughs> eventually work things out. It's the... It's the it's the, um, mine tend to be, uh, about the two characters working through their weirdness <laughs> and, 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 you know, so basically that is it. And when can we expect this one? Uh, July actually. Oh, so we're that close. Yes. If listeners have never read any of your books, which one should they start with? Oh, um, just Jory would be a good one to start with. Um, I the other one I, I, that I'm very fond of is The Trip. Um, I think that one would be another good one to start with. Uh, Next Time or um, The Fall. I think those would be good books to start with. Maybe stay away from my older stuff where I was cutting my teeth. <laughs> <laughs> How do you come up with your titles? Because your titles are all very unique. I never know what the title is going to be until maybe halfway through the book or until it's finished. Um, I just, it just it has to come to me as I'm, I'm going with it. Like the temporary girl, as I was writing it, I thought, you know, her best friend should nickname her this because of her reputation. And then I thought, temporary girl, title. They just pop into my head as I go. Okay. What advice would you give to authors? If you're just starting out, if uh, writing is something that you want to do, and when I've been asked this question before, I will tell people, you know, give yourself a maximum word count of 3,000 words and write a story from beginning to end within that limit. After you do that, go back 
you know, look at your, look at where you made your mistakes, find your strengths, um, have someone else read it, point out your uh, weaknesses. That's something, you know, that you can work on. Um, I think that anybody that writes has to recognize that um, not everything they do is going to be accepted or loved. Um, so you have to kind of develop a tough skin. It's, uh, we don't like every song that plays on the radio. We have our favorites. We have songs that annoy us to the point where we want to, you know, scream. Um, so, you know, books are the same way. Not everybody, not everybody feels the same way. Not everybody has the same interests. And, um, you just have to understand that you're not going to please everyone. That's just not going to happen. And so you kind of have to put your feelings aside what we write is kind of personal to us because so much of our personality is in it. And so when somebody bashes it, it, it it's painful because it, it, you, you feel personally insulted. Uh, but that's something that, that goes with, with writing. And it's something that you just you have to accept. Why 3,000 words? That's very short. It is. And that's the thing. Um, it's putting a limit, taking a story from beginning, middle to end, within that limit is not really easy to do. It's giving you a kind of like a rigid, rigid guideline to work within and make that happen. And then um, after that, you know, just expand on your word limit as you, as you wish. But in that, in those 3000 words, it just gives a person, um, we kind of get lost sometimes when you first, at least for me, when I first started writing, um, I'd have a good story idea and I would start cranking on it and then maybe 10,000 words in I just kind of got lost. I just kind of didn't know where I wanted it to go and I, and, and I hadn't, um, I was so focused on trying to get everything right uh, as I wrote and it was, uh, it really uh, stymied my creative process. Doing a 3,000 word limit, I think, when you first start off is just, you know, it's tight. You're going to keep everything in perspective. You're going to keep you're going to keep the story moving, and you're going to work within that limit. And uh, that's why I always tell everyone, just try that first. And again, just, you know, if someone you trust, someone who's not going to just tell you, oh, that was great, because I love you, but say, hey, you know, you, uh, you, uh, you elaborated on this one point way too long and, you know, there's not enough meat in here to carry the story. Someone that's going to be honest and tell you those things. Okay. I can see the theory of this and I can also see why, like, it would work. Because if you can tell a good story in 3,000 words, you're not going to have a flabby middle. Right. And you're going to work on the story arc and the character arc. And it's also quite quick and, and achievable yeah this makes a lot of sense okay yeah you'll feel good once you complete that you know and you know you can do it and then you can okay. move to something larger you have some free short stories on your website so where can people find those it's robinalexanderbooks.com and uh, you brought that up and i kind of cringe because it's like again those are very old that was when i was uh I was new to all of this and my new writing, so please don't judge me <laughs> too harshly. <laughs> I was learning. I'm still learning. It's a learning process. I have no doubt that they're a lot better than you actually think that they are. 
Well, thank you. You're very kind. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's your website, and then you're on social media? Uh, only on Facebook. I've uh, been asked several times, why aren't you on Twitter? Why aren't you doing and, and I don't go on Facebook very often. Um, and the problem is, is I get on there, I start talking, I start hanging out, and uh, I'm not working. And I write full-time, but life for me intervenes quite a, quite a bit. I apparently have been nominated as the go-to girl in my family because I work from home. So if someone has an issue, I get that phone call. I have a daughter who uh, is in the military, and um, in between her deployments, uh, I try to go and see her as often as I can. So I, with social media, I just... Um, I don't get on there very often, and that is why I just have Facebook, just because I know myself, I get distracted easily, and I'm going to go on there and play, and I'm not going to work. I totally get that. Robin, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. I'm Sheena. I've been talking to Robin Alexander. This is the Lesbian Review Podcast. If you are a fan of the show, don't forget to rate us and subscribe. You can pick up the show and all the other shows on the channel on iTunes, Podbean and Stitcher. There are links in the show notes to all sorts of cool things, including Robert Alexander books that we discussed today and the books that she recommends that you should read. Come and join us on Facebook at the Lesbian Talk Show chat group and come and talk to all our podcasters there. That's all for this week. Bye. Bye bye.